Hello and welcome to episode 267 of Three Beers and Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Hello. Hello, Colin. It's a Sunday, it's a Sunday evening. It's this like is a late one this, for us, yeah. This is done, dusted and posted by now and everything. So I know. It's like, whoa, the, we're, we're the point, because of our busy schedule, we've had to miss this week, but I would feel very weird not doing a podcast yeah. for at least once a week. It feels like it's our, it's our weekly check-in and it feels like to not do it would be... Somehow no, wrong. But no, we, we, we need to do it. I was, was kind of, because we, we did try and kind of plan to do it earlier, but yeah, life, life got in the way. Yes. Um, um, speaking... And we both grumbled about life being so busy because we're old men and we don't we're like old men. life. Old men. Like <laughs> life being things. busy means we have two things on in a week, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes even three. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing a week, sometimes I'm like, God, I just I don't want to. I want to just go <laughs> home and put my slippers on and, and just cut up in front of the TV. That's. That's where I'm at with my life just now. I'm comfortable being that person. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Sometimes present Richard doesn't like past Richard who makes a lot of plans for things and then yeah. when he gets to me, he's like, I wish I hadn't booked why, that, to be honest. Why did I do all this? <laughs> why did I do all this? Yeah. Just want to be home, cup of tea and watching some nonsense in the background. That's the, that's the perfect evening. Um, I don't like calling the next 10 nights I've got four gigs to go to. The Richard is not built for this anymore. Yeah, that that's uh, that's um, that's going to take it out. It's a tour schedule I've got right now. That, yeah, pretty actually. much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you keep me Harry Styles at this point in your life? So yeah, we're, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, so I'm, I'm going to be rough by coming next, the next couple of weeks and a couple of gigs are exceptionally loud so we'll, we'll see how I hold up over the next couple of weeks. Um, what's a shout in next week's podcast? Eh, could, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what are you drinking tonight? Um, just as we discussed quickly before we started recording, um, an American style IPA that I don't know who brewed it. But it looks nice. It looks a very <laughs> it funky does, bottle. It's got, it's got like a wee kind of Viking and a kind of blue pink design bottle. Um, yeah. And it is a nice IPA. It's just a 5% and it, it's just a typical IPA, which is very drinkable, but I have no idea who makes it. I will find out and, and I'll update you and you can hashtag them somewhere and find yes. them for the that IP, that is yet unknown IPA. Unknown IPA. <laughs> it looks very nice. It's a nice funky bottle. Yeah, what are you drinking? Um, a one you don't like. It's a, it's a brew dog one, and it's a um, Hazy Jane passion fruit. Oh. Very fruity. Um, I, I do like the Hazy Jane, but I remember drinking it before. I decided I'm, I'm boycotting. Brew dog, yes. Dog. So I do remember it as a nice drink, but we shall not give that man money. No. Okay, oh. I will. I'm still giving him money. <laughs> um, I do like the um, the the pack. really because I was trying to get away. Think of it the last three weeks. I've had Stuart Brewing on the on the board, yeah. so that's this is this is the only non Stuart Brewing one I have in my fridge just now. You have, so. you have been selling Stuart Brewing hard. Um, yeah, they should be giving you a dividend. I feel at this point. I may have to go. I may have to go to Tesco <laughs> and pick up some other random named uh, breweries because I've literally only got. Stuart Brewing in my fridge now. And, and Brewdog, and that, that should go to... No, that's yeah. the last Brewdog one, I think, as well. Is it? Right. Yeah. Well, that, that's next week's challenge for Richard, is to, to come out with something weird and wonderful. Yes, I will do that. I'll go and pick up something. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not up against the clock this one. We'll try and be relatively brief on a few things, calls. We've, we've got a big one to discuss at the end. We've yes. been watching on TV this week. I've not watched anything of interest on TV. Nothing at all. Okay, so the, 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 the usual lineup for me. So we'll start with one that I know we've both seen this week, and that's She-Hulk. I love this episode. I thought it was a great episode. Last week's episode was very, very filler. There was nothing yeah. at all in last week's. So it was so dismissible. And then this week totally was fun. Yeah. It was fun, wasn't it? Magnificently it fun, yes. Very fun episode. And it actually kind of moved the plot on slightly as as well. Was um, introduction of vampires in the, the universe as well? Yeah. Interesting mention. Yeah, the first time I than the wee bit at the end of Eternals, which doesn't really count. Count, no, you don't really know what it is. No. Fucking Blade anyway. 
Um, yeah, and uh, I like some. Are those actual Marvel characters that Manbull? Manbull and... definitely is, yes. Yeah, um, and yeah, so is the uh, what's the name of the vampire? Is like Shadow Demon or something? Yeah, his name is. Yeah, yeah, he is as well. I'm not uh, too por- sure about the porcupine. No, he was really funny. But yeah, um, but just overall, I'm enjoying. Tim Roth is smashing it, and yes. Because he was, he was really serious in the movie, The Incredible Hulk, wasn't he? Yes. Like, you know, he was just like a soldier and he wasn't funny, but in this, he's just like so, just enjoying himself and having yes. a really time with it. With the character, it's brilliant to see. I'm liking it a lot. It's, it's so, nice to see a guy like sort of, sort of finding something new to do with a character. You know, it's a bit, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, so I very much enjoyed She Hulk this week. The CGI yeah, I, is still at times a little bit. It's still, it's whenever she walks, he just didn't have a fucking walking, you'd be all right, but it's that crazy kind of a computer game. It's very much like, like you know, early 2000 yeah. video game. <laughs> yeah. Everything moves in one, yeah. but the shoulders just um, all go. I would make the assumption if they do introduce her to movies at some point, they would need to deal with that. They, they couldn't, yes. you know, they, could, they couldn't throw it in a movie. Yes. The budget and stuff would come up all that and smooth it all out and stuff like that. Still, uh, I think when the man without fear comes into it, because apparently, you know, apparently he's in it at some point. Yeah, because yeah. there's been a few teasers. We've seen the mask and stuff like yeah. that. So it's definitely teasing it. Um, yeah. So I suspect it's only three more left. Three more to go, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's wrapping up soon as well. Um, and or, I'm still watching that. Still uh, good. Another enjoyable episode. It is the most un-Star Wars, Star Wars thing I've, I've ever seen, and I think it's brilliant for it. Um, I enjoy it more than I expected then. I think you will, dude. I think you'll get a lot from it. Sterling Skarsgård is brilliant in it. He's absolute standout. His character's been a lot of fun so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't spoil anything for you, but yeah, it, it there's Star Wars references in there, but it, it could be any sci-fi. You know, yeah. It doesn't need to be Star Wars. Uh-huh. Um, I think they put the Star Wars in it to shut the fans up rather than to pander to them. Which is uh-huh. fucking nice, um, but I'm, I'm immensely enjoying it. Um, and Rings of Power this week is a belter. So we've had five episodes of nothing happening, and this week we're, we're on boom, go. That's all. That's all they'll say. Watch yeah, I've not seen it yet. I may watch it after this. Um, before, you should. Before, before you my, should. Sun, my Sunday night treat to myself, I'll sit and watch that. Wise past, it does not drag, and it's just the Best episode we've seen yet. So right. very, very good stuff. And last but not least, Kings of Pain. Oh, for still, it's became my favourite. I was dead upset on Wednesday because I didn't get time to watch it when I came home. Because right. um, it starts at 11 at night on a Wednesday. So it kind of caught up with it in real time. Yeah. I came home and I sat down at 10 o'clock and put it on the box and it was like, starts at 11. And I was like, I need to go to my mm. bed. Yeah. Um, so I was quite pissed off. So I watched that last night and um, they let themselves get attacked by three different backyard beasties. So this is just like oh. common things you'll find in America that are potentially will fuck you up. And it's great. It's great. You need to watch at least one episode just to shut up. I don't else. like reality TV either in any real form. That's the thing. It's I really not, struggle yeah, with it. It's, it's, it's a, a documentary. It's like scientific. Like these guys are doing this so that we don't have to. So I feel fine. it's not doing it from the right angle. But I get. I like. I do. I, do I like that you're enjoying it. I like that you're relaying it back to me. It's great fun. So as okay. a, I'm really excited. There's one coming up where they let little sharks sting them and electric eels bite them and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> one of them's got to die, surely. Surely one of them must die eventually, yeah. That's, that's, that's a hope. <laughs> that's been my TV for this week. Uh, usual nonsense, but all enjoyable this week, strangely. Yeah, everything's yes. been, been great this week on TV. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's then actually let's jump into the movies this week. We've got a few to talk about, so we'll start yes. with one we've, both, one we've both seen, and that's a film called Lou, which is on Netflix, um, mm. directed by Anna uh, Forster, who directed Underworld Blood Wars, 
Um, lots of TV as well, uh, but she was also the D- uh, Roland Emmerich's DP for these kind of recent films, I think. Oh, for, like, right, uh, okay. So, uh, so she's got obviously got experience. Um, yeah, yeah. Plot of this film is there is a, a young girl who's a young mother whose daughter is basically kidnapped. Yeah. Um, when it happens, it happens at the time of a very big storm that's raging, yeah. on the, on the, which is very topical right now on the, the East mm. Coast of America. Um, she goes looking for the kid, and luckily her neighbour um, helps her look out for the, look for the kid. And the neighbour just happens to be an ex CIA agent, um, yeah. and the story unfolds from there. So basically, it's taken. Essentially. It is taken because because the gimmick is that the neighbour's like an old woman, like maybe kind of sixties, seventies, possibly. You would expect to be have a particular set of skills, but she has got. She, this. Yeah, she, she's yeah, she's got some some moves about yeah. her. Yeah. Um, so the woman with the specific set of skills is Alison Yanni, playing definitely yeah. a role that she's never played before. I would say. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. she's usually kind of comic relief or, or kind of. You know, very like, good actress. Like, no, she's very. She's also she's a great actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you've also got Junie Smollett, who I really like from Birds of Prey and Lovecraft Country. She pops up in it as in that. You get Logan Marshall Green from Prometheus, Devil, and Upgrade. And um, you get. Matt Craven and Greystone Holt are the two other yeah. kind of major players in it. Um, mm. I'll start on this one. Like some of the Netflix stuff, I think we can agree is a bit under par. I thought this was actually a not a bad grown up thriller. And it was at its best when it kept things simple. Yeah. As, it, as it did start to build more layers and layers and layers and layers of like sort of like backstory and stuff like that, it felt like it overstretched itself a little bit. It almost yeah, tried to put yeah. like the four taken films or three things of it into one movie where. Yeah. This stuff could be done. If you're going to do a sequel, you maybe find out more about Lou in the sequel kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that once it kind of try to layer in too much, I get a bit a wee bit bored of it, kind of rest of it. But, but it, that is basic of trying to get trying to hunt these people down to get a little girl back. Yeah, like a cat and mouse, cat and yeah. mouse chase thriller. It was yeah, it, it kind of done its part. Um, I did feel that Alice and Yanni held the whole thing together. Oh um, my god, yeah, she is by far the best thing in it, and she is the in. in it's almost it's funny to see her doing something different, but also she was definitely acting in a level above everyone else. She was given oh, a lot yeah. more credence than it should have given it. A hundred percent. I yes. think if she wasn't in it, you would have totally dismissed it as yes. garbage. Um, the lead girl, the, the the girl playing the mother, she was. I thought she was really bad, and I've seen her in stuff before. And I like her a lot. Usually, can act. Yeah, but in this, I just I don't know. I feel I don't know if it was a delivery or maybe the line she had or how she was told to. You know the direction she was given, but I, yeah. I, she was really quite great at times, and she she was a disappointment. She also disappears for a big chunk of the film. She thinks about yeah. odd, but she's like sort of the mother of the child. She's like, why is she disappearing? I think yeah. you're getting on the important part of their direction. I think this was capably handled. It looked all looked fine. No, there's no mm. issues with how it looked. No issues with the sort of the structure of the story. No mm. issues with sort of like how it moved along. Like I said, plot well, was a little bit questionable time mm. with it, you know, but it lacked a heart. It became a very technical exercise to me, and it yeah, felt like yeah. there's a director who is still very technical in what they do, and maybe not quite getting the performance out of people. Whereas Alison Janney, you get a performance out of Janney because she's 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 Alison Janney, she's an Oscar winner, yeah. she's one of the best that ever do it. But when you're maybe trying to coax a performance out of someone, you don't quite get that yeah, same. It doesn't work. Yeah, um, I think what was terrible for me in in terms of how the character were was the most likable character in it was the sheriff who was in it for four minutes. Yes. You know what I mean? So they, they, they didn't write, they, even like the kind of mum and even the wee girl, the characters just weren't likeable um, was, was the problem as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, but overall, as, as you know, a kind of cat-mouse chase thriller, it, it, it was very serviceable on, on yeah. that level. 
anyway. Mm. You know, it moved along at a nice pace. It was brisk. Mm. Um, there wasn't a lot of time where there wasn't some kind of suspense or yeah. something happening as well, which was, which was the the actor playing um the kidnapper. Um, he he always reminds me. I've seen him in other stuff, and he always reminds me of Tom Hardy. He's like Tom Are Hardy. Like, yeah, they always yeah. see him as like. It's always looking like Tom Hardy, and then I'm like, it's nope. not it's the other guy that looks like Tom Hardy. He's like a budget Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, if you can't get Tom Hardy, you get this guy. Yeah, him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst kind of ninety minutes I'd, I'd spent watching yeah. a film. Very seldom um, ninety minutes. I watched it on a very rainy night in um, the west yeah. of Scotland, and it felt it was ideal for that on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, it's not bad. There's been better films done of this kind of style and genre. Um, mm. I suppose notably Taken is as well over that. Um, but it is nice to see Alison Yanni taking a role that's so alien to her and thinking, yeah, I can fucking do it. And, and pulls it off with absolute and doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely yeah. no issue. No issue with pulling yeah, off. Yeah, well. yeah. She's like, I can be, you know, an action hero. And you're like, yeah, you yeah. can actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> because you're good at your job. You're, you're a good actress. You make me believe that you can do this. Yeah, which is yeah. the kind of job you have. Totally, totally. Um, I rated this one a five out of ten. I gave it six and a half. I actually enjoyed it a bit more. I, I liked yeah. it a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I was just in the right mood, right frame of mind yeah. for when I was watching it. Didn't dislike it. I just couldn't see past the amount of dislikable characters. Um, and, and the kind of girl playing the mum really kind of threw me with it. Kind of delivery. But other than that, yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyable. Yeah. Um, very quickly, one to one that I've before we go on to our main event this week. So, one that I watched is on Apple Plus and it's called Sydney, and um, rated by Reginald Hoodwin, who I didn't really, I've had, I had vague memories who this guy was, but he directed films like Boomerang. Hmm. And the, the ladies' man, um, which me and my friend Chris absolutely adored when we were younger. We uh, we watched that film for some reason beyond beyond I any. I don't think I've seen it. Who's in the ladies' man? Oh, it's um, I can't remember the ladies' man now, but it's I was, it's just a completely stupid comedy that for some reason tickled us in a way that it really shouldn't have tickled no, us as much. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw <laughs> we we basically saw the ladies' man more than any other person who ever was even involved in the ladies' man saw the ladies' man to be honest. <laughs> I love that? films, but I'm like that with like kind of California man or Encino man from America. Oh. It's like a film you should only ever see once. I've seen it so many times and I love it. And it's like I'm an idiot and I know that. And I'm like, so what? Me and my sisters come... adore California man. We watch yeah. it almost once a year. We absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, we also did it from Marshall with um, uh, Chadwick Boseman recently <laughs> um, and also House Party. They kind of. Uh, oh, right, okay. Yeah. So he's, he's got he's got credentials. Pedigrees, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very sort of very indifferent credentials, yeah. but it's definitely there. Um this is a documentary, it's all about the life of Sidney Poitier, who passed away quite recently, the last two years yeah. he passed away. Yeah. Um a lot of talking heads in it, you know, Denzel, Halle Berry, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Spike Lee, Morgan Freeman, Robert Redford. A lot of people who work with Sydney or inspired by him. I like the fact yeah. when, you, when you say Denzel, we know who Denzel is now. Like you don't have to oh, give a second name. Yeah, Denzel's became like Madonna. Yeah, he, he's ascended to that level as where he doesn't. Yeah, Denzel. Yeah, Denzel, of course. Um, and it's, it's it's a really wonderfully well constructed documentary about like an icon. He is he is an icon of cinema. He's mm. one of those guys that you know the name, you know you know his films and. Um, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. It's in his own words. It's, it's almost a bunch of sit down interviews he done before he died, um, and he's talking about his life and what it, you know where he came from and things like that. Um, and he's quite a quiet man by all yeah. He's a very powerful voice in what he can say. You know what he can yeah. do, and he, he stands for a lot. But he's quite a quiet, timorous man in many ways. But I've seen interviews with him before, and he's not one to waste words as well. You know I mean? No, he's very careful with words. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, the intelligence. It's like kind of. 
it almost like the characters Morgan Freeman plays, but in a real life person. Yes, just that's that what I was measured real, yeah. speech and intelligence. And when yeah. he's saying something, you're like, shit, yeah. Because that voice he's got, that that's a manufactured voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he doesn't have he didn't what he didn't have that accent, you had to change his accent when he came to like to America to try and blend in. So that he still he said he still has to sort of like almost think about okay, the words he's saying to how to say yeah, it. How to say um, yeah. But basically his whole career came down from what I've gathered from was he went to sort of like it was like I think it was essentially called like the Negro Theatre, it was called back in the day, um to for an an audition. And mm. they basically the guy who was in that the the, the um, head of that went, you're not very good. Fuck off. We don't want you. And he, and he took that as a person. He's only going, I will be the greatest actor of my generation. <laughs> and, so, and that's really cute. Um, yeah, yeah, he's like suck on this. Yeah, so he's, his entire <laughs> yeah. career was like a part of like fuck you to that one guy. Which is like, wow. Yeah. Um, um, that that's but even that and it's like that's aspirational as fuck. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, wow. Do you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. You know? It's a nice documentary. It's, it's like I said, very powerful. He touches on a lot of the dark realms of his life, which particularly about his divorce and he sort of he was cheating on his wife with this woman he did eventually marry and things like that. So um there's definitely the because it's got the family members we all talk about and got the ex-wife talk about, it, which is quite interesting. Um oh. so it's he's he doesn't shy away from it. Um so it's it was interesting to touch on that. But then it gets into the idea of his legacy and who he is and as a man. And it's just generally quite a nice documentary, you know, about a, a guy who stood for a lot of things. He was also extremely good at his job um, yeah. and done it better than probably most people will ever do it. And um, you forget as well, because we all, we put my first Sydney Plath here was um, uh, Sneakers. Right, yeah. That's yeah right. And you forget, and he'd been around like, you know, 30, 40 years before that show. Did you watch yeah, his yeah. early stuff? He was a handsome bastard in his oh, early yeah. films. Yeah. Like, absolutely, like, very handsome. And also, you forget about his directing career as well. Stir mm. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. some big films are directed yeah, as like, well. I'm, I'm yeah. One of the highest rated, like sort of, or highest earning films by a black director until very recently, I think. Um, yeah. Probably until Black Panther, possibly. Um, wow. So like it's, you, it's, you forget that, like, you, you always forget that, because the idea of like Sidney Poitier being a comedy director would be a bit like, you know, who would be the equivalent now? Somebody like, say, I don't know. Who's a very serious, serious actor? Um, like, oh, this. It'd be like Tom Hardy directing, you know, grown-ups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't make any yeah. sense, you know, but he's probably done it very well. He was saying yeah. he was always, people were very good about his directing. He said he's never a flash, he's very standard, you know, two shots, very simple direction, but he was able yeah. to bring character out. And as we talked about before, bring performance out of someone. Yeah. Like allow, know when to leave someone alone and when to like coax something out. So that's... A director think, as opposed to a film, you know, I think actor-directors that they, they definitely kind of get that more, like Eastwood and stuff like that as yeah. well, do you know what I mean? It's like they've been behind the camera, yeah. do you know what I mean, and in front of it, so they know how to, to you know, here's my vision, and they know how yeah. to get that from, from the actor as well, because they've been yeah. been the actor, so that's, that's yeah. definitely a big plus. Well, we put it, it's a very nice documentary of a man with a lot of grace doing his best in a world that would probably say he's lacking a lot of that at this time. Yeah. You know, yeah. he definitely feels like a man from a different era in many ways, you know. Yeah. And prop- Denzel's probably taken over from him as being sort of the figurehead for the black yeah, actor. Re- you know, represent but- the, the ethnicity, ethnicity in, in Hollywood and, you yeah. know, kind of trying to fucking, you know, break down these, these kind of walls and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it did torch have been passed to Denzel. Um, yeah. And it's a shame there is a torch to pass, but, yeah. Yeah. Very, I enjoyed it. Very sweet documentary, and just a, just a nice documentary. 
it's annoying that it's on Apple Plus because you're the only person in Britain that has <laughs> Apple Plus, so no one will ever get to see it well, apart from you. I gave it a seven out of ten. <laughs> I, I would very much like to like yeah, to see that. Sydney yeah. party, very worth watching. Anyway, move on to our main event this week, which oh, is one you watched last week. I watched this week. It's called Clerks Three, directed by Kevin Smith, obviously the godfather of all things pod. The, you know, and a man mm. very near and dear to both our hearts in terms yes. of as a man, yeah. as a filmmaker, we are very big fans of the man. And yeah. obviously, directed things like Clerks One and Two, obviously Mallrats, Jane Silent Bob, Chasing Amy, Dogma, and recently Tusk, Yoga Hosers. Some more interesting stuff. Yeah, so, and ju- just to give people just some some kind of insight as to the fanboy they're dealing with here is, you've seen him twice now, met him twice, three times twice. Met him once. We we met him once. We've seen him twice. Yeah, we've kind of seen him, him, yeah. yeah, so him, him in the flesh, and, and Mister Laird has, has, has met a man and shook his hand and talked him. Generally <laughs> talked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and he, also, then, he also went to his comic book shop as well in America. I did go to his comic book shop in America. Yeah, I'm, so I am. Unapologetic fan of Kevin Smith. Yeah, so, I, I, so yeah, it's just just to give people a kind of because when we're going to start on this, it's probably going to get a bit kind of yes, you know, gushy. So it's just so people know why it's you know that yeah. we're, we're both massive fans of Mr. Smith. Yeah. So the plot of this film um, basically it takes it takes up from Clerks, which ten years after Clerks two, and mm. um, essentially they still they still own um, the two main characters, Dante and Randall. They own the Quick Stop. Um, Randall has a heart attack. Um, and he decides he wants to do something big with his life. And what he wants to do big with his life is make a movie set in a convenience store where they make a film, he wants to make a film called Inconvenience, all about the weird shit that happens in the convenience store. So basically he wants to make clerks. Clerks, yeah. It's so very, we all know and love. It's like kind of meta within meta. Yeah, it's very inside baseball. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. in the film, back again, you've got Brian O'Hardin playing Dante, you've got Jeff Anderson mm. playing Randall, you've got Kevin Smith and Jay Muse playing Jane Silent Bob, respectively. You've got uh, Trevor Fairman playing a character from the first one uh, called Elias, um, and Rosario Dawson also um, appears in it in a role that's, that's probably one of the most interesting parts of the film. So yeah, I'll so. start with this one, okay? I really struggled with the first hour of this film. Yeah. Really struggled. I, I thought the jokes were really cringy and bad. Yeah. And just didn't work. The, 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 there was a couple of chuckles I got. Like, definitely yeah. like a few chuckles. The one with Jay walking out yelling it's nighttime made me fucking laugh. That I yeah. found very, very funny. Yeah. But genuinely, I found it really tough to watch. And I just... He- He's recycling the same material, Mr. Smith, as the problem yeah. is, you know, he thinks the jokes that were funny then still hold off and you can just turn He even thinks the joke he makes at the start of this is funny that he keeps bringing back through. Because there's a running joke with the Trevor, the, the Elias character that mm. never landed at all throughout the entire film, in my opinion. Yeah. Whereas Elias has got one great moment in Clerks 2 when he's talking about his girlfriend, which is genuinely one of the most like disturbing and funny things I've ever seen in, in the cinema. And I remember the whole cinema absolutely roaring with laughter. Mm. This just didn't work with him. Yeah. Uh, and I felt his character was a little bit out of place, just didn't really fit in with this story at all. Um, Most, yeah, yeah. It felt as well, I always feel, I think Brian O'Hara and Jeff Anderson brilliant in these roles they, they play it almost perfectly as the yeah. two characters and the, the, the Randall character is, this time around felt too much like just Kevin Smith like diatribing yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah it felt too much like yeah. it didn't feel like Randall talking it felt like Kevin Smith talking as Randall as a, and that yeah. felt different to me you know yeah yeah and um, what I was going to say just, just to kind of take the, the, the nippiness out of that a wee bit is it was nice to see both of them Back on screen, oh, I don't, amazing. I don't, yeah. I don't think either of them are particularly. What I would even say, 
good actors. Are no, no, I would, dis- I would possibly, absolutely possibly agree with that. Barely actors, but you know, they fit into those movies in that universe in a way that it couldn't be anyone else. Um, and it was, you know, it was it was a, a warmness to seeing them back again as those characters. But yeah, as you say, the characters it, there was yeah, how they've been written, it is a wee bit different. Yeah, yeah I, not but not Dante particularly. Dante, I thought I can see the through line in Dante. I could see yeah. that how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, the Randall character for the first time, I know Randall was written. Kevin Smith wrote it for himself originally when he was, when he was younger, and then said not playing it. So yeah. he thought that was the character he wanted to be. But this one, it felt too much like I, I and when I was watching him, particularly the scene when he's on the hospital bed. Yeah, yeah. That you, you could almost see Kevin Smith on stage reciting that dialogue of the joke. Yeah, yeah, or reading it in one of his his books. Yes, that, that's where it took me to. I was like, I've read that almost yeah. word for word in a Kevin Smith book. Do you know what I mean as well? So no, I totally get you. Totally. Yeah. 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 So like I said, the first hour I really struggled with it. I really did not. Right. I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I just sort of found it all. I just found it passable. It was just sort of it was very yeah. throwaway. Just didn't really go for with me. It, it was. Kind of okay. This isn't what I was expecting. I'll wait to see where it goes. Yeah. So you know, this first hour was kind of almost gaslighting you along to see. You know, yes. is it going to go to where I need it to go? And yeah, that takes us on to final uh, half hour. I thought was some of the best filmmaking Smith's done. Like it genuinely yes. fucking moved me beyond. I was in fucking tears. I I knew I I, I I managed to keep it in check, but yeah, I had this thingy eyes and, you know, I was I manned up and, you know, clenched my butt cheeks and I was like, I'm Oh my God, I, genu- I was genuinely fucking crying. Yeah, I was genuinely, I, it really did. The final half hour yeah. properly just absolutely destroys you. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful it, finale to the film. It's proper, heartfelt, honest filmmaking and yes what the whole film should have been and yeah it, it the choice of music uh, everything about it just worked yeah. absolutely perfectly and it's yeah. like it felt like the first hour was such a waste to tack this onto it it'd be like yeah. having a great meal or not i'd be having like a very average meal with a great dessert yeah totally the desserts just like this is why, why didn't i get three of fucking knees and uh-huh. but yeah i, I kind of i got to the point and to watch the last half hour you know the, the tight throat and i could oh, feel my geez. eyes well and my nose was snuffling and you know that, that if i move i'm going to fucking break down and i just had yeah. to sit there perfectly still it got me as well dude. it really yeah. really got me yeah it's an absolute it's a it's shows you that came i mean i always think kevin smith can do great filmmaking I, I, people mm. didn't like tuss but i think tuss a phenomenally yeah. brave swing of the filmmaker yeah. red red state as well red state as well yeah. equally yeah. Brilliant, brave state. you can do you can debate but it is there's some shit in, yeah you'll never see before and they'll never see again so you give it mm. points for that he yeah. as a filmmaker of note is that the guy done chase Namie, you know which is a wonderful film dogma as well very inventive you know so the guy knows how to Even make a film Mallrats is insanely funny as well Sure. Yeah, yeah. Claire's a brilliant film. Claire's 2 is a great film as well. You yeah. know, when you watch yeah. Claire's 2. Um, but at times, he, he has delved into almost parody of himself. But He's too final self-indulgent. The yeah. yeah. problem with Smith, I think, just now is Smith's writing, producing. He's, there's no one saying, no, don't. Do you, know who he misses? Do you know who he misses? He's not involved in this film for but the first time. Scott Moser's not involved. Yeah. He did get a wee cameo, which I liked. Yeah, yeah. But, yes. but yeah, there's just no one saying... Is that good? Do you know what I mean? Should you be doing that? Rein that in? Do you know what I mean? He just doesn't have... He's just in his own universe just now. He's in his own fucking head and he's allowed to pander to that ego. That... I think one of the wonderful things about Smith and probably what we gravitate towards now, he seems to attract people who love him as much as he loves himself a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's a very yeah. likeable man and he seems to be yeah, very, oh yeah, yeah. very gracious to everybody he knows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
I think the people who are he's gracious, most gracious to don't ever know how to say no to him. Yeah. Yeah, and you definitely get that sense throughout this whole film that people, no one said no at any point. Yeah, and I think, but did he not? Is it, I mean, you can. I think the bank role, and he must have been involved in bank role in this film as well, because he, he was like kind of writer, producer, director, editor. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just well, no, it didn't necessarily mean his bank role. I think actually that's a bank role by a studio, so it's, it's actually not bank role by him. Right, right, but yes, like all over it. I mean, yeah, yeah, he totally. Just, yeah. He just needs someone to say. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, people are invested in, in the viewer skew universe, so you know, which we are. We're invested in the characters, do you know what I mean? But you know, let's just, you know, fucking come out of this we I'm Kevin Smith and here's my story bubble and you know, let's mm. take do something else with his characters. I'm nothing wrong with telling his story because essentially ultimately what Claire's about, Claire's about him, mm. you yeah, know, yeah. his inconvenience story. Yeah, Claire's to the same. But it, this felt it a little bit just, far too meta. Yeah, just just not it's exactly same as you the first hour. It, you could see you know where the jokes are. It's not mm. like you don't get it. You, you see them, you know where they are. They're just they just don't land. They're just not not funny. They're not funny. That's thing. There was literally I think, I think I laughed out loud probably twice. I think I was about to say once or twice in, in the first the hour. Kevin Smith movie. Do you know what I mean it runs uh-huh. for over an hour and a half? There should be more chuckles and more mirth than yeah. Than, and if you're not going to go for chuckles, if you're absolutely told to not go for chuckles, then you've got to do the first, you've got to do the half hour at the end to make it, yeah, make, make it but worthwhile. Back to the sweet spot again, that last half hour, man. Back Phenomenal. It, it really, it just, you know, it almost, it almost made me forget about the first hour. I think that's what it did to me. Like, I came out going, I yeah. love that film. In reality, I was going, I don't think I did. I just think I liked the yeah. last half hour. And it's, 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 so it has much. almost gaslit me into, into forgetting the first hour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it just touched every bit of heart I had in me. I mean, just doing that. Um, standout performance was. Who do you think? I mean, I generally I thought Dante was very good. I thought he Dante he, was good. Yeah, yeah. I thought Rosario Dawson's role in it was very good because she she makes me believe that she fall for a guy like Dante, which in itself yeah. is insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, but I think it kind of. A wee bit back to what we were talking about earlier is you can see the pedigree when she's on screen. Oh yes, and obviously her career's you know she's she's fucking you know skyscraper. Yeah. everyone else. In this she does movie. stuff because she wants to do it. She does because she she's also a Kevin yeah. Smith fan. She wants to be in Kevin yeah. Smith movies. <laughs> and you, I think you see when she's on screen, you know, you, you see you know fucking top end actress, you know, at mm. her finest. Um, and you can't compete with that. Um, so every time she was on the screen, it was just magic. She, she yeah. was absolutely wonderful. I do also, the Randall character, for whatever reason, has appealed to me since I was very young. Um, mm. Ever since I first saw Claire's, for some reason, I've gravitated towards what the Randall character is. I, I seem to identify mm. most with him. Yeah. Um, so that's why I found him a little bit more jarring in this film, because I felt like for the first time I couldn't identify with him. Because he should be, because he's roughly my age, and he's in the same rough situation as me, kind of like, oh, you bit kind of, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. because it was too much, just like a, Kevin Smith talking through Randall as opposed through, to yeah, yeah. So here's, here's what I've got to say and it's about your Kevin not, not Randall yeah not Randall. but right. it was nice seeing Jeff again on screen I did I didn't realize how much I'd missed him yes until I seen him and I, I was you know that that even when I knew I was watching something that I wasn't particularly enjoying yeah I was enjoying watching him do you know what I mean I was like yeah. that's you know Jeff's back and that that was nice there's lovely moments yeah. when he he does tap into the I say the old Rando, and you go like, yeah. that's why I like that character. That's that character yeah. is, you know, yeah, I enjoyed de- definitely. But yeah, I think what I'd initially said last week because I know I'd kind of briefly skimmed over it. I, first, first act was fucking poor. Second act, 
Can, it, it's just steps. It's three steps. Yeah. I thought. Do you know what I mean just like, get, and by the time you get to that last act, it is. It's just you do say why wasn't the whole movie? Why wasn't this? Where was that for the first hour? That's all yeah, you think. Where was that for the first hour? Absolutely. You know, if you can do it for that amount of time, it's there. You've got the materials. I mean, you've got you can write that shit. Yeah, I can do it. Do you know what I mean, look for 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 all of it. Um, I thought that the the wee additions part. Kind of went on it. You got watched it, didn't it? it kind mm. of dragged. It was like it was kind of nice to see all those faces popping up. And you're like, and obviously, it's like, you know, this is this new family, like kind of been one stuff like that, who he's directing now almost weekly and stuff like that. So yeah. it's nice to see all of them. I was like, be done with this shit, you know? Like, like, I did enjoy. Cool. I did enjoy. I did enjoy Boston John though. Boston John, Affleck was fun. <laughs> Affleck, you know, was fucking lines and and every. Everything you know, love was there, but just not as funny as you remember it being. That, that, that's Please. what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, um, yeah, that that last act, I fucking hate to say it, but that last act kind of made it a good movie. Or hundred percent, I'm with you. That. Yeah. It's like, but it's frustrating because I'm like, why? The last act made it a, a much more a movie I'll go back and watch again because I've not rewatched yeah. Jane Bob rebook. I just didn't really like it that much. Yeah, same. Whereas same. I will rewatch Clerks Three based on that finale. It will work as a trilogy yeah. for me based on that. Yeah, it might make, I suppose in a second view, and it might, you know, knowing what's coming up, it might kind of give you a different insight as to the first, the, the leading up I, it, might, it might kind of change, I doubt it, but, you know. I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah. But it still hit hard. Yeah, def, dude, I was honestly, I was if I had moved, I if I'd have moved a muscle, I would have been the same. I could feel that, I see everything in me was just straight and fucking, you know, break down, and I was like, do not fucking move, do not move. Um. Sadly, as well, the, the screening I went to, um, there was maybe like kind of half a dozen people in it. Yeah, much the same as ours. Yeah, so I think it's it's definitely going to be, you know, as pure at heart, I date fanboys that are going to go and see it. I don't see it making much. He's always been a DVD director. No. He's always been a home video director. That's where he makes his money. So yeah, out of ten, what are you giving it? Um, what did I give it? Um, I'm trying. I'm to giving it a seven. It I gave it a seven. Did you give it a seven? I gave it a seven as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, think can, I can probably say it was a. Like what a, a three star opening and a ten star finish. Aye, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. it got better, you know, by by increments. You know, one, two, three, and that third act just totally saved that movie's ass in a big, big way. Anyway, yeah. So that's us for this week. Next week we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So we've got Hocus Pocus two that I've seen. And I'll talk about that next week. Oh, uh, yeah. you'll get Smile. <laughs> this out in the cinema. You've seen it. I've not. I'll try and watch yeah. that. Yep. Um, we've also got um, Blonde, which is on Netflix. Again, hi, I've seen that, and you've mm. not, so we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. We've also got um, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, which is on Paramount, which is sort of uh, is, um, High School Musical Boy, Zac Efron, trying to take beer into the Vietnam War, based on a true story. Oh, sold. Zac Efron. Sold. You know um, Zac. We've also yeah. got out in the cinema The Woman King, which looks pretty badass as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah. in the cinema, we've got Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which looks very sweet and lovable. I don't want to see that. Okay. I'm what what I do want to see though, and I, I don't I don't understand what's going on with me just now. Um, have you seen the trailer for um the crocodile one? Lyle Absolutely, Lyle? I'm hundred percent behind it. I don't know what it, on paper. If we go out this screams, you don't want to see this film. And I seen the trailer. I was like, I want to see that. I want to yeah. see that so badly, and I don't know fucking why. I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, same <laughs> a good film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's us for this week. Content where we find us. Uh, number three beers in the movie. Uh, we're on Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All the, all the usual places where people get together and shout at each other and be angry for some reason. Oh, don't be angry. Be happy. Come visit yeah. us. Um, say hello. I've been Colin. You've been Richard. And we've been Booyah, motherfucker. Yeah. Three beers in a movie.